You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, December 23rd. Christmas is so close. Oh, listen, you're so happy and joyful. I love Christmas. I do too. It Christmas is, Eve services. It's the eve of Christmas Eve. Rehearsals, <laughs> parties, <laughs> lots of, lots of singing, <laughs> lots of singing, lots of, yes, lots of parties. Uh, it is Monday. That means it's Mental Health Monday. We're going to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for the last in our uh, holiday series for Mental Health Mondays here on the Coffee Hour. We'll continue Mental Health Mondays. We love talking Mental Health Mondays with, but like with next Deaconess. Year. But yeah, but next year. Yeah, that's right. We'll <laughs> save it for next year. Uh, but this is the last one because it is well, it's December twenty third. So. I know. It's a busy week for many people. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is Monday, December 23rd. So much to do. So much to do. So much to do. And that's the topic of Mental Health Mondays (laughs) today. So much to do, stressors. Good morning, Heidi. Thanks for uh, for being here for Mental Health Mondays. (laughs) Absolutely. Good morning. This is the perfect week to talk about like so much to do. I think that every single person listening probably has at least a little bit of a list, you know, still, even if they've gotten a lot of stuff done, there's usually those, yeah, things to go to and, and people to get ready for and things like that. In full disclosure, this is pre-recorded because there is so much to do. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) We have, it's it's the week of Christmas. There's so much to do. Trying to get ready for the 12 days of Christmas here I on know. KFUO. Um, so much to do. So uh, let's talk about it. How do you approach the so much to do stressors of the holidays, Heidi? So I'm a big fan of things coexisting. And so when I was... Um, first married and a young mother, especially, you know, you're starting to kind of create your own traditions, if you will, and you you get to make choices on how the holidays look for you. Um, and so I feel a huge amount of pressure for that. And so I would just try to pack in with my kids, like make sure we have Christmas jammies and there's a picture and we have the right foods and we have crafts and we, you know, just on and on. And I think that that's uh, really good, um, except that I got exhausted really quickly, you know? And so then on the other side of it, I was like, okay, forget it. We're not doing anything. Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, we're just going to sit and look at Christmas tree lights, you know? And you can imagine (laughs) how that went with young children. And so it took some time, um, but I had to learn the benefit of both simplicity but also excitement and energetic celebration. Um, And so as I have, uh, you know, been doing therapy for a while now and stuff, I notice this in other people's lives in different ways, especially around the holiday, is that we need to balance both those things. We need to to have some simplicity, but we also need to have some engagement um, and energy in the celebration that is Jesus' birth. And so, you know, where do you have each of those things in your life, I think really helps us to start to understand the so much to do feeling uh, because, you know, we can easily just either dial it back way too far or dial it up way too far. And again, coming about to the middle of that is a better place to be. Not everything has to be a Pinterest celebration. 
<laughs> right. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't feel like you don't have to do that. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I think I have to speak for moms here to some degree is that there is a mental weight to motherhood. Uh, and that is very real. Um, and so I think that even, okay. So again, my husband's a pastor and all of our friends, you know, you get on Facebook on Christmas and they all have posted the classic pastor's family picture where they're like, you know, he's still got the whole like stole thing on and, and they're standing somewhere by a beautiful Christmas tree, clearly in a church somewhere and little kids and cute little dresses and stuff. And, um, why every year do I look at those and feel like I failed? You know, that's like, that's really silly. Um, but that doesn't make it less real. You know what I mean? Like there's a place for being like, oh, that pokes at me a little bit. Um, and just deciding whether that's something that's, I want part of my life or something I don't want as part of my life. Um, and so anytime you feel something kind of poke at you a little bit, like I have to, I need to, those kind of words coming up to your, uh, brain to the surface of your thoughts, then ask yourself, you know, what's in that? Like, where's that coming from? Why do I think I need to be a part of that? You know, and then that helps you make the decision of whether you actually want to engage in that or not. Yeah. Also, I, I don't engage in that, by the way. I don't take <laughs> pictures of my family. <laughs> it's Christmas is stressful enough. And most of my family doesn't like to dress the way I want them to dress. And so I just let it go. We don't need a record of that. <laughs> well, and, and that brings up the point of uh, identifying and knowing the things that, that you need, that your family needs, that your kids need, and what other people uh, want or need from us? How do we balance those things when, when there's so many things happening? Yeah, we call this self-differentiation. Like, I don't have to look like you, and you don't have to look like me, and that is part of the glory of God, you know? We are, like, made in his image as people, but that doesn't mean we look the same. Um, you have the very tried and true uh, object lesson for children of the snowflake and how every snowflake looks different and unique and how God made them like that. The same is true for individuals and families. You know, we don't have to look like them. And so um, having that self differentiation. And if that means you need to like stay off of Facebook and Instagram and all the social media a little bit more, like, you know, go ahead and do that for yourself. Or if that means that, um, you know, you need to uh, spend more time with people that you know don't have the expectations from you to look or do or be a certain way, then engage in that a little bit more. But yeah, I think that is very real. Uh, and sometimes it's just a vocal thing. Like, learning and telling ourselves like, I, I don't need to look like that. My Christmas doesn't need to look like that. My Advent doesn't have to look like that. And that's that's a practice is what we would call it of, of spirituality. A practice of sanctified living is, you know, this is a truth of God, saying it to ourselves, posting it somewhere, you know, and just having that reminder. So what you're saying is actually post a realistic picture of what Christmas Eve looks like. <laughs> please do it, please. Oh, I would love that. Please do it, Andy. <laughs> I've done that before. Actually, usually Christmas Eve is uh, kind of pretty pretty chill for us. We've we've worked it out for the last few years. The best one though was the year that I accidentally put our son's shoes on the wrong feet. Oh, and I have a good picture of him at Christmas Eve service with his shoes pointing the wrong way because they were in the wrong feet. But that's feet. adorable. <laughs> that's such a good memory. You know, my favorite is the year that my toddler barfed in the narthex <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it was just like everywhere. And then in quick succession, like four 
five, seven of our like Sunday school kids just started barfing at the front of the program. (laughs) And you know, it's funny because that sounds like an awful Christmas, right? But it was one of our church's most memorable and we just all crack (laughs) up about it. And so like, I think that's really like, okay, that's a realistic Christmas joy right there because it didn't hold a lot of expectation because you couldn't do the same things that you thought you were going to do and all of that. And so I think getting to that place where um, we find some Christmas joy in even the things that don't look like we expect them to is really a great place to be. We call those instead of, we call moments like that in our family, <laughs> we just call them memories. Like when, when something doesn't go the way you want it, we don't call it a mistake. We just call them memories. For mm. example, our son's Name is Oscar. On his first birthday, we opened up the birthday cake that had been ordered for this very special moment. And it said, Leo is one, <laughs> not Oscar. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's my, awesome. Whoops. My wife yeah, looked whoops. at it and said, oh, well, Leo is one. <laughs> now he has a new nickname, right? Yeah. Just uh, couldn't change it. You know, we just kind of laughed yeah. and, and, and went on and made the most of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important thing is to kind of make the most of it. But at the same time, it's okay to admit like when it's like, this is not what I thought it was going to look like. Um, And so knowing the things that will exhaust us, knowing our mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical signs of uh, what is important to us and what, you know, we would really like to have in the holidays. and when we're kind of tanking fast, I think is really important, you know, like your wife was able to have a really good perspective in that moment. But if she started to kind of fall apart and cry, you would respond to her, correct? Like you would not, absolutely, um, you know, have a different expectation for her. And so we can do that for ourselves and for other people, like whatever we're going to need in that moment, um, just kind of being aware of, of each other, being aware of the space, being aware of our own uh, bodies and minds and hearts is really helpful especially in the holiday season, because there is a lot swirling around us, if you will, with the stressors. Sometimes getting pushed out of your expectations or out of your comfort zone, too, can uh, result in some things that become new traditions or new fun things uh, because it wasn't what you planned and it wasn't uh, the things you expected to be doing. Uh, But that's sometimes where, where new exciting things can happen, too. Yeah, it's so true. Like with the barfing incident, I'm sure everybody's loving my story (laughs) on Mental Health Monday, right? No, we did not create a new tradition with that. But (laughs) our young adults from church, two of them came over to our house to check on our kids, you know, and like they were so helpful. They were like college students legitimately holding my kids while they barfed, which just makes me want to cry at the beauty of that, right? But that night we started playing dominoes and we played dominoes till 3 or 4 a.m. And we have done that since. Like, and we moved to Nebraska. So a couple years ago, we, we just have to FaceTime and things like that. But um, the fact that like this weird, beautiful Christmas Eve dominoes tradition is what we call it. Christmas Eve dominoes or 4 a.m. dominoes started from that. And that's my favorite holiday tradition, you know, being able to embrace uh, that as it comes, you know, whatever uh, stress, whatever it becomes, like kind of going with the flow a little bit more will serve us well for our mental health. Yes. And there is also, uh, before we're out of time. uh, (laughs) About a minute. About a minute. Um, There is is the art of saying no to things as well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to throw that in there before we're done because it it can be very hard to say no to things especially if it's something you've done for a long time or something you want to do um what 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 is that art of of knowing when to say yes and no 
I think understanding that God um, gives us the grace to be able to say yes and to say no, and that that is a sacred practice. That's a practice of sanctification is learning the places and spaces in our life where we need to say yes and we need to say no and involving him in that, asking for God's help in that, in both distinguishing what we need to say yes and no to, but also how we carry that out. And he is interested and involved in even those small things of our holiday experience. I think one of the uh, the mistakes that led to a, a great Christmas tradition was when uh, a recipe was misread and we ended up with double the butter in the uh, breakfast casserole. Oh, that's never a bad thing. Sweet. So that's it, good. it's just become a tradition now. Double the butter. All the butter. All the butter. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Heidi, for uh, this wonderful series of Mental Health Mondays and a very uh, blessed Christmas and nativity mm-hmm. of our Lord to you. Happy Christmas.